So uh, today we're talking about outreach. And uh, I like Star Wars and sci-fi and stuff. So I thought I, I would give the first title slide a little um, sci-fi theme. In the right corner, you can see one of my favorite animals, the tardigrade. Uh, look that shit up. It's so cool. So um, I won't be able to see this, but I'm going to make an educated guess. So raise your hand if you love email. And how many people did raise their hands? Probably like maybe only one or something. You're good so, at a couple. Oh, couple, wow. Um, in general, not a lot of people like email. So no wonder uh, conversion of links through email sucks, right? And, and that, that's that's annoying. Um, uh, I don't like bios, they're boring. So I thought I'd share this picture with you of my cat in a hat. She literally was sitting in this hat. So she, she was the cat in a hat. Um, but now we go into the meat. So let's first talk a little bit about the link building process. There's a lot of moving parts, right? In link building, you have the target page, you have to have a good target page that's relevant for your prospects. You have to find good prospects. You have to do content ideation. Maybe you want to create a linkable asset that gets passive links. That's by the way, one of my specialties. Um, you want to analyze your competitors. And the most painful thing is uh, cuddling stakeholders. So you have to talk to PR department, marketing department, your boss or whoever, and you have to explain to them how link building works. So after all of that, you realize, oh shit, now I need to email people. And this is what happens with a lot of link building campaigns where you have to do outreach, is that creating the email is like a last afterthought, right? That's a bit double, but yeah. So you start to panic. And this is what a lot of link builders do. They think, oh, we need to email people, oh no. And the other one says, okay, you know what? Let's Google templates. Let's find out what already works. And luckily for you, there are a lot of marketers that create templates for you that you can just copy and paste. But what happens then is that you copy, 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 copy. You try to scale everything and you beat the template to death basically. And this is also why I asked uh, Pitchbox, that's a tool I use for outreach, to uh, analyze 10 million emails and to identify which phrases are used the most by link builders. So here is a little taste of that. Um, I hope you are well, wanted to reach out, came across your website, looking forward to hearing that kind of stuff, right? Um, I went a little bit further. So I took the entire list of all the expressions that a lot of link builders use. And I asked uh, ChatGPT, and I usually call them Geppetto, to create an email and incorporate all those uh, sentences. So if you screenshot this, it's kind of cool because you have an example of an email of what you want to try to avoid if you want to create a more creative email, right? So and it goes on, there's even a page two with all that stuff. So um, what is the result of that? Oh, this is going to load really slow. There's actually supposed to be, ah, there you go, there's the dragon. Um, what happens is that all these link builders are copying all these templates. Prospects get emailed like 100 times a day, especially if they're good sites, right? And your email is holding people's time where they could actually run on a beach and enjoy themselves hostage. So that's not that's not what you want to do. Um, what you want to do is create a connection with your prospects. So the best way to do link building is actually through relationships where you have where you can do warm outreach, right? But we're talking here about cold outreach. 
And in cold outreach, you don't have a relationship with the person, so you have to make an instant connection. And I'm going to try and show you how to do that. I don't want to talk too long about it so that we have some time to actually live work on some emails uh, together and to find out how to make that instant connection. So how do you do that? Especially if you're a shy SEO that spends all their time behind their laptop and actually trying really hard to avoid dealing with people, right? There are three um, main pillars that you want to follow when you're doing uh, link building outreach. You want to establish some commonality. I don't know how to say that word actually, but anyway, you want to establish something you have in common with the person. You want to be relatable. You don't want to be a corporate dick. And speaking of dicks, you also want to be, uh, no, you want to use non-dickity. So don't be a dick in your email. A lot of link builders are actually dicks and it turns prospects off, right? Especially sometimes when they have a first email that's really uh, nice and then a prospect replies and then you do a, a huge style break and you start being pretty rude to the prospects. So maybe try this. Um, show your interest. So show them that you're actually interested in what they're doing on their site. So when I started link building, um, all the link builders were telling me, oh, everybody hates link builders and all these people are asking for money and da da da. So I went into a group of uh, a media vine group of mommy bloggers and I asked them, what do you hate about link builders? And funnily enough, they said that the, what they hated most was that people didn't look at their site. They weren't interested in them. They just wanted to link, right? So if you can take that away, you can have a way bigger conversion. Another thing is also to share their interests. So uh, going back to commonality, you have to show that you have some interest in uh, common because then they really feel that you know what they're about. So here I'll show some uh, ways to do that. One of a uh, very easy way, uh, takes a 15 minute research in Google, is that you have to use words that fit within their interest or, or within a niche. So here you see Matt, Matt Diggity is a friend of mine, and uh, he plays Dungeons and Dragons, so you could use the term saving throw. Uh, economic entity assumption is something in the housing market, I think. Mortise and tenant joint is something with carpentry. This is Cindy, she works for me. And focus stacking, something with the photography. So you have to use words in your template um, that uh, align with their niche and with their interests to make that instant connection. Another thing, and here's where everybody's probably going to eye roll, is that you have to try to be different. I know it's easy to uh, copy templates and they might work at some point, but if they, they do have an expiration date, so, so they do get overused. So why not try and learn how to create more creative templates? Um, don't be a corporate, zomb corporate zombie, so be a creative snowflake. If you're not creative, by the way, then hire a copywriter. Um, I'll give you some examples. So here is the a subject line, right? The top one says request guest post. And this can work, but it's such a transactional subject line that you're probably gonna end up with a lot of paid links. So people are immediately are gonna ask you for money because it doesn't show any interest in them. Um, it doesn't show you like, like you did a lot of effort, right? I don't have a problem with paid links. I think they can work, but for uh, a natural backlink profile, you kind of want to have a varied, um, yeah, varied profile. So it's nice if you can win some unpaid links. Uh, the bottom uh, subject line is very different. Raising tiny humans, a daily dose of colorful chaos and love. So this was a subject line for parenting sites and they felt like we really understood them. So it was a great open rate and a good conversion rate as well. Here's another example. 
a bad example. So uh, this is an intro. I hope this message finds you well. While browsing the internet, I came across your blog and was impressed by the exceptional content quality, blah, 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 blah. It's so boring. Um, but here's an intro made by um, one of my team members, Sammy. He wanted to be a pineapple turtle. I don't know why. But anyway, the top part of this is a subject line. Question, do you know what the first tenet of design is? So this was going out to uh, graphic designers. And then when they open the email, it says using the word tenet instead of principle because it's symmetrical. So this is something only a graphic designer will find funny, right? Nobody else cares. And then it goes into hello world greets the mildly humorous AI eating through all our personal data within the trenches of the internet. If you're not a robot, this is urgent. So this is a little bit of storytelling. Um, it's an old email from like two years back before the whole hype of AI hit. Um, but I, I still think that talking about AI is very current. So it, you could incorporate it in some of your uh, templates. Um, if you want to see more examples of comparing things that I don't like with things that I like, you could go to this video. I don't know how to make it a link. You could just search it on, on YouTube or something where uh, Sam O from HFS, he asked me to analyze one of his templates and I did that. And now we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but very important, don't copy. You can copy some stuff, right? I know that everybody who sees the templates that I show in this presentation are probably gonna you know, copy them all, but don't do it. You need to learn how to create your own stuff because like I always say, marketers ruin everything. Um, so how do you create your own uh, creative email? It's actually two uh, sides. There are two sides to it. One is to uh, target your prospecting more. So a lot of times people, they uh, prospect in terms of keywords that the site ranks for or topics that they talk about. But there are way more angles for prospecting that you can choose. For instance, you can prospect only uh, um, companies that cater to restaurant owners or fitness apps or uh, accountants or something like that, right? So, and when you, when you segment your prospecting like that, it allows you to use all this lingo and really go into their wants and pain points and their interests to create a themed template. So it's segmenting and theming. So like I said before, segmenting makes you think about what do all these prospects have in common? And then you create uh, a single group out of those uh, prospects. And theming is where you choose a theme and you do your whole template sequence according to that theme. So not just the first email, but also the follow-up email. So let's say you're doing something about kickboxing, then you could use a quote about uh, from uh, Bruce Lee or something in your subject line. And then in your intro, you use uh, an, an interesting stat about kickboxing and so on. So that's the theming part. Um, I want to show you a bit of an example of a workflow. I hope you're taking notes because this is what we're going to do after this talk, hopefully, if there's still time and nobody has run away. Looking at you, Alex. Anyway, so step one is dig and dump. So you Google uh, around a specific niche or a specific type of company of, or site, and you look at what is going on in their realm, right? You can look at their industry leaders, their influencers, trends uh, uh, that are upcoming for 2024 or facts or phrases. Uh, jokes work really, really well. So uh, every um, professional group 
has their own inside jokes. And if you can use those jokes or puns, you can make an instant connection. It's a really easy way to do it. Uh, a lot of people have started copying these jokes though. So jokey emails. Um, so you might wanna try it out and see if it works and otherwise switch to some other tactic. So here's a, um, an example of a doc where I make all these notes about um, the people that I wanna reach out to. So what works really well for me is to make all these notes without thinking about how I'm gonna use them. So you make these notes and you don't think about the templates. Just, uh, I, I always use like one page and I just put anything random in there. So this all has to do with graphic design. And one of the things that really jumped out at me was like uh, one of the biggest pain points and annoyances of graphic designers are their design clients that want a last minute change. So that was an angle that I chose uh, for that email. Um, step two is graft, craft a draft. So from all your notes, um, I always say it's just like Michelangelo, you know, where, where the thing is already in the stone. If you make all these notes, some pattern or some kind of theme starts bubbling up and that's where you are ready for uh, making your template. By the way, this takes about one to four hours. It might seem long, but in the end, if it's a better converting template, it saves you a lot of emails that you have to burn through. Um, what's really important when you're crafting a draft is that you are aware of all the different elements of an email. So not just the subject line, but also the footer, right? Or the follow-up or the segue. Um, for instance, you can have a really great value proposition, but if your subject line sucks, nobody will see your value proposition because they're not opening your email. When you're crafting a draft, um, you can start at the bottom, you can start at the footer, you can start at the sign off, you can start at the subject line, it doesn't really matter. You can start anywhere in the email that you want um, and you'll slowly start uh, molding your template. You can also use Geppetto. So here is, um, is an, uh, oh, time check, oh no. That's for my Google Chrome. Um, I have a I have a time limit on how long I can do screen time, so I hope I don't uh, jump out of it. But I'll I'll get back to you. Anyway, so you can help Geppetto with um, with parts of your email. I would never ask them to write the whole email because then they're gonna do a sucky job. Just do it part by part. So I had an intro, and I asked Geppetto to make it about a, a bad day. And then I asked them to create it, to make it more weird. So I'll, I'll uh, read a little bit of it. Sure, here's a more weird version of the bad day in the style of Samantha Irby. So in the style of is a really great way to give it some flavor. Uh, so make a list of all your favorite copywriters or writers and then use those as styles. Today has been a wild ride. I'll, I spilled hot coffee on my shirt, missed my train and left my phone at home. But that was just the appetizer. My boss chewed me up for a mistake I didn't make. I got caught in the rain and my umbrella turned into a fish. And then I stepped into dog poop that was actually a portal to another dimension. I mean, what even is happening today? Is this real life or some twisted episode of Twilight Zone? So I used this in an email. I, make, I made it shorter or I asked Geppetto to make it shorter, but it, it's a bit of storytelling. It can work really well. And everybody has ever has had a bad day, right? So that's a way to make an instant connection when you have a more uh, generic prospect list. So this is step three, and it's really important. You have to, your first version of your email, you have to read it out loud. 
because you can think that you're charming and funny, but when you read it out loud, you can hear that you're actually creepy, right? So read it out loud. Uh, read it out loud for somebody else or, or read it out loud the day after. And these are the things that you want to look out for. Um, you don't want to sound corporate-y because then you're a business and not a person. And if you're a business, uh, a per the prospect can think, oh, it's a business. They have a monetary interest. I'm going to ask for money too, right? Another thing you want to avoid is fake flattery is when you say, oh, I'm such a fan of your blog. I read all your stuff. That's not true. You're lying, right? But most importantly, you're not backing it up. So if you give a compliment, it has to be backed up by something. I love your blog, especially your piece on this vegan green smoothie. I tried it out, blah, 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 right? Something like that. Um, empty statements. So if you're pitching something, for instance, you say, um, I have a great article on, um, I don't know, on something, but you don't back it up. You don't say, I have a great article, which ties in perfectly with your whatever, with your previous article on this or something like that. Um, fluffy and repetitive is also really important to me because it reflects the quality of you as a writer. And uh, you can also ask AI to help you with that. And one really important thing is isms. So you also have to think about who you are. So who your persona is. If you're a white male, something you can say that's a little bit flirty can hit on the other side very differently. So be aware of, uh, well, avoid anything that can be construed as sexist or racist or ageist or body shaming or anything like that. Because the last thing you want to do is having somebody screenshot that and tweet it out and you're canceled, right? So yeah, be aware of that. Example time. So let's show some examples. Or oh, just one example, actually. This is an ex example of the graphic design, you know, where I, I saw that their pain point was uh, clients wanting to change something at the last moment. Uh, this was the subject line. So it goes, we love your style, but, and then they opened the email. This is actually a follow-up. So don't neglect your follow-ups. Your follow-ups need to be just as good as the first email. Um, so here I quote an imaginary client. Try a thinner black line, lots more color and lose the texture. And if you can make the characters look more uh, normal, that'd be great. Oh, and we need it for tomorrow, before noon. I know how bluesy a designer's inbox can get. So no worries if you haven't gotten to my pitches yet. Whenever you're ready, I'm right here to lighten your content load. Crop it like it's hot. So the cats weren't in there, by the way. The bluesy with the color was in there because it, it will, uh, desi graphic designers are very visual. So this will catch, you know, their eye. Um, but as you can see, I used a lot of lingo that they used. Um, I go into a specific um, pain point and I use a joke. Um, so here's an example of somebody's reaction. So this was to another email of ours. It said, may your coffee be strong, your Mondays be short. Um, and somebody said, it was the Leslie Knop quote that pulled me in and your topic ideas that got me to respond. So here you can see that you don't know beforehand which email element is going to win your prospect over. I mean, it's it, it's going to sound really stupid, but I did this outreach. Well, the outreach that I showed before, right, from the graphic design, I did this for a really big computer brand. So it's not about, oh, we can't use this because it's not professional enough or whatever. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I've had, I've won links because I used a stupid cat GIF, right? So you don't know what is going to win somebody over. Just try stuff out. In this case, it was a quote from the office. Um, 
yeah, so here are some other reactions of people. And one of my favorites is when a person says that your email made my day. Because remember the dragon I showed you in the beginning that was stealing uh, people's time. Um, we went from spam to people actually enjoying a link build building outreach email. And that's, that's, that's the goal that you want to uh, go for. Um, I'm thinking about making a course, but it's uh, a lot of work. So I'm waiting for enough people to say that they're interested. You can go to this link and then opt in. It doesn't mean that, you're, that you actually have to buy the course, but then I know that people uh, want it. I, I'm, I'm so chaotic, so I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but you know, we'll see. I'll try my best. Um, yeah, so let's try some shit. I've never done this before on a webinar, um, but I kind of need emails from people that they've used or that they've seen, and then we can work on you know some anal analysis try to make it better or something. We could also work with some sites um, or some niches and then just try to, uh, you know, do that. So I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm here right now. Uh, make, please make a course. Okay, yeah, Dan, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try, I'm getting nervous yeah. now. Patrick said he's gonna um, send one over, but he needs three minutes. Three minutes is okay because you you sent some stuff over, right? Yeah, I'm gonna um, put that document in yeah. chat um, to kind of get us kicked off. Yeah, and then I'll go to that and sh and I'll I'm still sharing my screen, right? Yes. Yeah, you should be able to see it now. Okay, cool. So I'm opening here. I'm always so scared when I share my screen that all my porn is gonna pop out. <laughs> but, yeah anyway so these are this is an email example right so what i um are you guys interested in me doing some kind of feedback on this yeah so we'll try that um i'm gonna read this one so there's no subject line so i cannot analyze the subject line um but it's okay email a i'm ben co-founder and ceo of acme a platform that makes booking Fishing guides, quick and easy. Uh, yep. We'd like to team up to make it easy for you to offer guests a seamless booking experience with our quality vetted guides. We care deeply about what we do and I'm proud to say our average review score is 4.9 out of 5 stars after booking thousands of trips. Interested in offering guests an, an additional value add? Um, I'm really confused about what the offer is. So that's that's the first thing. Um, there's also no salutation, but I think that maybe got taken out. Um, let me see. So is this a sales? What what do you think, uh, Travis? Is this a sales email or is it what kind of email is this? Yeah, I think it's more of a sales email. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with it being a little cloudy as far as the ask, since they yeah. offering guests an additional value add. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I don't know what the value add is in this case. Maybe, maybe they're reaching out to uh, hotels or something, and they're saying, "Can you?" Or travel sites, travel companies, and they're saying, "Can you add this to your offerings?" 
this is so this is a hard email for me to uh, look at because I don't know the intent. I also don't know the prospect that they're reaching out to, but I'm going to try, right? So first off, um, I'm Ben, co-founder and CEO of Acme, a platform that makes booking fishing guides quick and easy. I think it's okay, uh, but prospects usually don't care about you. So except if you're like a really big brand, um, if you're well known or, or a big brand or some kind of authority, then it's great to do this intro. Otherwise, they don't really give a fuck usually. So I, I would do an opener um, that's a, a little bit more interesting. Um, so it's a fishing guide, right? So yeah. what I would do, yeah, so I would probably, uh, oh, this is the same thing. Fishing guide quotes, fishing quotes, uh, something like this. If I Google this, you have a quote. Um, a bad day at fishing is better than a good day at work. Fishing is a passion that there's no such thing as a bad day when you're fishing. Um, yeah, so, oop. oh, I can't, I, I'm, oop. I'm gonna make, change that, make a new doc. I would just make a note here of this quote. You can edit the new their doc if you want to do. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. So, by the way, if anybody's talking in the chat and they have some ideas or, or questions or something, then just tell me, right? Because yeah. I hope that we can do this a little bit together. Uh, a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work. Um, so, I could ask Bart to create a, a sanitation uh, for an email, include a a fishing one. Now wait for a second. Um, dearest fisher of men. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Greetings from the deep. Okay, so I would probably use that. Or salutations from the sea. That could be cool. Um, this is probably not going to be the best of emails. So normally I would make a lot of notes and then create the email. But now I'm going to... Greetings from the deep, or the other one was um, salutation from the sea. So, what do you guys think? Do you like greetings from the deep, a, or do you like salutations from the sea? What are they saying, Travis? Yeah, Alex. Alex recommended a sort of lampshade. This quote. He said something like, "A wise fisherman once said, sometime, somewhere." Ooh. But it looks like. People are yeah. saying, uh, well, it's kind of mixed salutations from the sea, greetings from the sea. What was the thing that Alex said? Let me say, where is that? Um, yeah, a wise fisherman once said sometime whoa. somewhere. A wise fisherman, said... yeah, right there. Okay, I can't, I don't know where it yeah, is. Scroll down oh, a little bit right there, recursor is, yeah. Okay, so we can definitely use that somewhere else in the email as well. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Salutation from the Sea for now, right? Yeah, Doug pointed out it's got a nice alliteration too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So 
Um, let's say we're, I'm going to go back to the original, see if we can find um, uh, offer guest seamless program experience. Okay. So, um, worst thing to happen when you're fishing. I'm trying to look into what, what is a really sucky thing to happen when you're fishing, right? Uh, what not to do while fishing. Uh, I like this. Um, and what I would say is uh, not wanting to sound like a rusty hook, but I could use that somewhere in the email. Okay. Um, Travis, if you see any other other ideas in the in the chat, then let me know, right? Because then we're uh, doing it together instead of me swe sweating here by myself. Yeah, Alex just sent in another example of something bad happening as a catfish biting you or stinging oh, you, perhaps. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Wait. Okay, so as you see. I hope I hope your to do list is not uh, biting you like a catfish. I don't know. It's really bad, but <laughs> um, I hope your do to do. I hope today's is not biting you like a catfish or it could also be like not dragging you down into the abyss of something that never gets done right what, what would be some endless endless what what would you say travis or somebody else yeah i'm trying to think Chum, like endless chum, not great, but let's go with it. Yeah, I think I think people are getting kind of like the picture of how I would make this email. So, um, uh, after all, bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Um, Okay, so here, this is really hard to do on the spot. <laughs> yeah, we got some more too. Um, I think there's a, yeah. we just got two more email campaigns. So we, we can move on to email B. Yeah, but what, what I do want to show you guys is that, um, what, what, I, what I do hope that comes across, because it's really hard for me to do this like on the spot. But uh, so normally it takes me hours, right? So what I would do, I would think about all these pain points that people have and uh, all the lingo that they use and i would make the connection between having a bad day at work and fishing and your to do stuff dragging you down you know your anchor or whatever dragging dragging you in the mud and then that um and connect that to people having a bad fishing travel experience or a bad travel travel experience and then saying maybe you know how how my offer would add some something extra. 
does it make sense travis or do i sound it does like no i think it makes a lot of sense you kind of immediately went to the pain point and there were certain yeah kind of digging into what people would say in this kind of industry okay cool Whew. <laughs> okay great um so does anybody i i can go to the second email but if people oh i saw i see that patrick also had an email sequence sequence yes one. yeah but let's do the second email as well because that's something that somebody uh filled in whoa see jesus christ this is a lot <laughs> yeah patrick's is email d um i think and then Terminator. Yeah, okay, great. okay let's yeah. do that um hi patrick this is really nice um i'm suggesting stuff so i'm making a copy so i get all the power um okay here we go this is subjects ap applic applicants terminator systems a pitch for oh yeah this is funny um this is can you guys see my screen looks great yeah yeah, okay. So a pitch four is something that I use a, use a lot in my emails in the subject lines because I want to qualify the person getting it. I want to make clear that it's not a misleading email and that they know it's a pitch, right? So people that don't want the pitch, they won't open the email and that's fine. That's, 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 uh, I think that's, that's cool. But however, I've been using it a lot and I think other people have been using it a lot too. And I feel like my response rate has been going down a little bit. So we started um, not using this anymore. And what you can do is you can take this subject line and then ask Bard or ChatGPT to rephrase it in a way that it doesn't use the word pitch. So replace pitch or something. And it did some really really creative things you can ask it to do it in a specific style as well and it had some really cool other ways of saying it like content gems for or something right so here you could say something like content bytes or something or because it has to do with uh, computer stuff okay so subject line applicant terminator systems hi first name ats's scan job seekers resume what and parse the data then eliminate candidates based on an algorithm removing a human from human resources meaning no call or story email for applicants just hasta vista baby <laughs> i love this email this is wild we think your users might want to know how to beat skynet and these systems affect them when applying for a job we recently wrote a blog on it and are working on the following guest content why designing a beautiful resume might be a mistake how to write and design to pass the ats test the ATS list of buzzwords not to use if you want to pass the robot test. Five Canva templates for your resume that are ATS friendly and why that's important. Fancy resumes kill 70% of your chances at getting a job. Would any of these topics make sense for some guest content on your site? Happy to tweak or work with you on improving the fit. Note, the content does not have to be terminated themes. That's just me. <laughs> I think it's really cute. Okay, so then we have the follow-ups. But um, what I want to try and do is um involve people in the chat in feedback on this thing oh applicant tracking systems are called ats for short aha i knew that actually but i forgot so what i what i ask people in the chat can you give one point of feedback on this email and then travis if you can read it out loud yeah um, alex said I, thinks the first sentence is confusing to read yeah 
I would agree with yeah. that. Yes, very. So this is why you need to read it out loud. Because you can think that it makes sense, but the person cold outreach is very cold. So a person has to, there can be no ambiguity or it really has to be readable. Um, I do really like that you use this theme. I think it's really cool, but it's yeah. kind of confusing. So what you want to, what you can do if you copy this, right? You can go to Bard and it doesn't always work, but you can say fix for flow. Uh, and then you always have to say, keep it short because AI likes to ramble. And then you could put it in here. Um, I hope it's not going to make it normal because sometimes, okay, applicant tracker systems, ATS scan job secret resume and parse the data, then eliminate candidates based on the algorithm. This removes the human elements from the hiring process, meaning that no calls or emails are sent to applicants who are not selected. We think your users might want to know how to beat Skynet and these systems as they can affect their chances of getting a job. So this is great. It's already, right, Travis? It's already mm -hmm. easy, more easy to understand. Yes. Um, but now we're going to do a style. Um, does anybody have, like, a favorite writer? It does look like Patrick was influenced by you. Said he read your stuff six yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I recognize. <laughs> but this is, this is Patrick. This is why I said don't copy. Because you might think a pitch four works well, but it's not working. <laughs> um, and I want to teach you how to fish, not to, what is it? Not to give you a fish or something. Dr. Seuss. I love that, Patrick. I love Patrick. I like you. Okay, so here we go. Um, Rewrite in the style of, of Dr. Seuss. Keep short. Keep short. Always have to do keep short. Let me see if it did it now. And what I also would do, I would ask sometimes if they can. Oh no. Oh. They <laughs> 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 did a poem. ATS, they scan your resume. They parse the data, then eliminate. No calls, the email. It just has to release the baby. Your chances of a job. They're not so hot. <laughs> I'll let you know how to beat these systems. You're not. <laughs> so learn how to beat Skynet and these things and get your foot in the door. That's what you'll be singing. I hope you like it. Can you make it rhyme more and shorter? So I would definitely go with the poem. I mean, how how insane is that? So you do a, a Terminator theme because it's applicant tracking. And then you add Dr. Seuss into it and you make a poem. If a person reads that email, they're going to be like, whoa, you know, what's this? You have to be a little bit careful because I have, a, I have a, a guy in my team, Sammy, and sometimes he goes so out of the box that prospects end up very confused. But you could play around with this, right? So if we... Uh, the scan restaurant eliminates you if they can see... Okay, this, this is getting really confusing. Um, yeah, so Alex, uh, or no, this was Patrick, right? Who made this one? Yep. Was it Alex? Patrick, yeah. So Patrick, um, I would fix this intro um, because it's really confusing and it's a little bit long as well. But use Bard with it, right? And use styles and 
and short. You can also go a little bit more insane and, and, and add more chaotic weirdness to it. Uh, but yeah, up to you. Um, okay, so let's take... Uh, I guess on this first email, do you recommend including... like he, The pitch is to write an article. Do you recommend yeah. him including the article ideas yeah. in email one? Okay. Yeah, I, I always do that. Um, because I'm I'm lazy, <laughs> so I wanted to be right be I wanted to be clear right away what what my intentions are. I don't want to. It's already so when when somebody accepts a guest post, it's a lot of times it's a back and forth because they want a revision of it or they want to send you guidelines. If you do not do it on a first email, this pitch, it it, it will involve two to three more back and forth emails. So I would just include it because it's really clear what you want. Um, there's a lot of choices also in here. You can also um, ask Bart to rewrite these um, if you want. And you can do this as well. If you do three of them and you go to Bart and create a bullet point short outline for each of these styles you can oh fuck that's what i want oh can i swear yeah that's that's fine okay um oh oh i did it okay so yeah you have to play with this a little bit more this is not the best outline but one way you can also help the conversion of your email is to add some outlines so the person really knows what they're what they can expect from you. Um, I can go on, but I was wondering if there's anybody else that has questions or an example, another example. Yeah, one of the questions was um, if an email is customized for each target, don't you think it'd be a waste of effort and time if they don't accept? Um, and then it's Alex not customized for each target. It's a template. Yeah. Yep. But it's, it's you have to see it like uh, when you write a song, right? There are thousands of people hearing the same song, but still you manage to connect with each one of them. If you go to a party, right, and you don't know anybody there, and then suddenly you hear, hear somebody talking about email, uh, about Mario Brothers, and you know about Mario Brothers, and then you start using words from it and stuff, you can connect with a whole group of people that are talking about it but you're not saying something different to each person. So yeah, so I just wanna make it clear, it's a template. It's not a, bespoke email is actually the absolute best way to do uh, outreach, but that does take a lot of headspace and time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bespoke email is not templates. Bespoke email is really unique email for each person, but that can have an 80% conversion rate. So when I train people in templates, I always tell them you have to do 10 bespoke emails first because that breaks them out of the box of emails and then a pattern comes up and they base their templates on that so if you want to learn how to do templates try bespoke email first 10 times and then suddenly you have a template as well so makes a lot of sense and doug sent in a question do you have examples yeah. of subject lines that have the highest open rates um yeah so the one that i used uh the what's now i love your style but that one really did well i have another one that uh, uh was a uh, uh we did a campaign and it was supposed to be 
to coffee people. But then uh, one of my team members, they fucked up and they did coffee and tea people in the same campaign. And it was okay. And then I thought, okay, now we have to do templates. So I did the template myself. And then I thought, okay, let's do a coffee versus tea smackdown. And that was in the subject line, coffee versus tea smackdown. And the open rate was insane. <laughs> so it was like really, really good. I like um, that one. Yeah. So those are those are two examples. And then if you go back to the Google document that I shared, there's one more template from the audience. It's emailed B at the very top of the document. Oh yeah. This I'm gonna one. reorder them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um okay, so a uh, new provider for mm, residents. Uh, hi. Oh, no. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I'm Dan, director of outreach at 800.com. I recently uh, <laughs> got the page name based on your website and noticed mm, competitor has as a service provider. Getting straight to the point, we would love to get in on this list too. If you're not already familiar with 800.com, we are an affordable phone service for small business. It would be great to give residents of uh, another option when looking for telecommunication. Let, let me know if there's anything else you need from me. Cheers, Dan. And it's so uh, Dan, I love you. Um, and this is a, a great email uh, if you want to pay for it <laughs> for the link. Um, so if you're okay with paid links, then use this email, right? Because it doesn't. Um, because it will end up in a paid link. So I'm going to ask you, um, Travis, what uh, what would you change? What's the first thing you would change in this email? Probably get to the point quicker. Um, I mean, there's a lot of background that's probably not needed as far as like the first two sentences. Yeah, but let's say you want to not pay for a link or something, right? So. You want to avoid all the stuff that I talked about in the uh, in the presentation. So link builder terms, corporate stuff, salesy stuff. You, you guys got to help Travis out and put it in the chat. <laughs> okay, cool. So I, I have somebody. Uh, my good friend is in Amsterdam today. Oh, cool. So Patrick says... 100% is name, you name introduction, rug pull, the name parts, was it name? Yeah, so I do use names because people do appreciate it when you use their first name. But this one there, that people hate that. They really don't like that. So I would do something else. I would either just do hi or I would re replace this with something more creative. Hi, fellow, fellow smartphone user. No, I wouldn't do that, but something else, right? Um, I would probably change this as well, because it's it, it it reads like a like a sales thing. So it, it just reads like a normal ad, a promotional thing you get in the email. So I would change that as well. Um, for instance, like why is 800 better, right? Let's see. I hope this is still helping people, but I'm gonna look at 800. Uh, get a toll-free number, increase your sales globally. Okay, great. So it's call forwarding. 
zero fees, freedom with mobility, less reliance on voicemail, vanity numbers. Um, I would take some benefits of this site and then include that in the, in the subject line. So I would probably look into your competitors and see what they're, what they're not doing and what you are doing. And I would mention this in the subject line. Um, another thing that you can do is if you look at phone warding stats, Hmm. Okay, business communication stats. Okay, so here, this is something you can always use for shopping lines as well. I would look at these stats and then take something that I think is really interesting. Maybe, um, I don't see it here, but maybe a stat about how many, how much business is lost due to uh, not picking up the phone or, or, or faulty forwarding, right? So it could be like, um, uh, 150 million is lost every year due to phone fails. And I would add that in the subject line because that's interesting. This is not so interesting. And I would go into that in the email. I wouldn't talk about my, well, I wouldn't do all this because this is just really typical uh, templates. Um, I would talk about how, how uh, about that pain point of the phone fails. And then I would say um, uh, uh, that I would probably say like, um, we, we help people uh, winning that business or something or, and then uh, I think it would help your audience a lot if you would add us to the list or something like that. Sorry, I'm a little bit tapped okay. out. So I was just like, at the end I was like, oh. But um, yeah, so I hope that helps. Uh, so critically, this is reaching out to government sites. Uh, what, is, what do you mean with that, Alex? Subject, this is not a toll-free pitch for town and residents, just a rough... Yeah, exactly. So something else, right? Yeah, I like that because you're including lingo of it. Uh, so critically, this is reaching out. I mean, it's just asking to be put on utility page. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, what I would do in that case is just think about why would somebody want to put it on their utility page? Um, I don't know what a utility page is, actually. What is a utility page? Oh, the contacts was above the email. Oh, sorry. Oh, here. Oh, right here. Oh yeah. So what is your utility page? I have no idea. I'm Dutch. I'm stupid. Um, I assume it's a page listing utility providers in the area. Um, yeah. Okay. So, or oh, basically reverse engineering. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in that case, I would say, I would find out why would somebody want to add it to utility page? You know, what's the added value? Maybe it has to do with complete data or completeness. And then I wouldn't say new provider. I would say something about um, something, you know, there's something missing on the page or something. I don't know, something like that. And then I would uh, write the email about that. But um, I would definitely 
yeah, I would avoid all these typical, um, uh, typical uh, link builder terms, phrases. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's like a, it's a list of all their competitors. So they're trying to make a point of why they should be included on that list. So I think it could give some yeah. insight to how to, how to tailor the message. Yeah, so you want to, you, you have, like I said, all the emails have all these different elements, right? So your value proposition has to be strong too. If, if, if your email is great, but the value proposition makes no sense for somebody to take 10 minutes out of the day to add something to a page, then uh, that's a waste of email as well. Um, but it's a good strategy, Dan. Yeah, no, no, it's not, it's not, it's actually good. And, and maybe it works. I don't know. I've never done that utility page thing. Um, but if I look at the copy of the email, I would, I would change it. So it doesn't say all those link builder terms and, um, and makes it a bit more sense to the person. But that is probably, oh, he says, I'm going to mix it up. Yeah. Sometimes I also critique an email of my, so for instance, of my team as well. I say, oh, this sucks. And how can you do this? And then they say, oh, but you know, I want like 25 links with it. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. So I, I, I'm often wrong as well. Um, I'm going to stop with the sharing. I hope this is helpful. Um, I can do some more questions. Yeah, My I brain juice is done with... Uh, no, I think this with... is super helpful. I think it helped kind of see how you approach um, writing these messages too. Um, so I think it's been very... It, it's been helpful for, for me as well. Um, but kind, hey, of, kind of wrap it up. You've mentioned a couple of tools already, but Doug asked... What other tools do you use? You mentioned like Pitchbox and Ahrefs. He kind of asked, like, do you use SpyFu or SEMrush right. or Google Trends? Um, what else do you kind of use in your tech, your tech stack? Yeah, um, I use Ahrefs a lot. I use the Content Explorer a lot in Ahrefs. I think it's an underused oh. feature. Um, in that Content Explorer, I I look, I reverse engineer what kind of uh, questions people have. So. Uh, this is for for um, linkable assets, by the way. Uh, but instead of looking for a specific topic, I use a footprint uh, words. So, for instance, if you go to Content Explorer in Ahrefs and you put in how many, and then you filter on the amount of links uh, pieces are gonna are getting, or amount of Pinterest shares, or whatever Twitter shares, then you can see what kind of articles around that have a similar question, like how many are getting a lot of uh, links. Um, I use uh, exploding topics, so that's uh, sort of similar to Google Trends, different, but yeah, exploding topics, Google Trends, uh, I use Pitchbox, um, what else? I'm re really a minimalist with tool tools, but I use Bard a lot. I used to use uh, ChatGPT a lot, but it's it's not so creative anymore. It, uh, even the paid version sucks now, so Bard. Um, other question? I think that's uh that's all we have for today. I know we're right at the end oh, of yeah. time. So thank you so much, Bibi, for yeah. joining us today and giving us a, a walkthrough of how you approach prospecting. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one last thing. So if there are questions that you still have, just tweet at me, right? And then I'll uh, I'll reply to them then. I'll, awesome. I'll tweet you. And then uh, we'll also include all the links that you shared from your your slide deck in the recap email we send tomorrow. Um, along cool. with uh, the link about your course or whether you should do it or not. But any last parting words before we give everyone their time back today? Oh yeah, I had a last, uh, I had a last uh, slide. I want to show it real quick. I don't even know what I, so the, the, it also has my last words on it. Um, here, look, 
it says thank you <laughs> build links be the link builder those are my last words <laughs> awesome well everybody have a great rest of your day and uh take care Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Now, before we wrap this up, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe so you don't miss out on more great content from the industry's best SEOs, content marketers, and content strategists. The ClearScope webinar series happens every week and helps SEO content creators of all skill levels advance their knowledge. Hope to see you tune in next time.